Greeting Earthlings, we have now taken over your radio. Hello and welcome in to the Jayhawk Talk Podcast. I am Kevin and join with me, as always, is Andrew. And Andrew, we are coming off of a pretty nice little week as a Jayhawk. We had some good things happen to us. Got away with a win that we maybe didn't deserve. How you feeling? Well, that's exactly right. We probably didn't deserve that. We deserved it because we got the W. We played harder at the end, and we we did enough throughout the game. But it definitely wasn't the most pretty game over there in Lawrence, Kansas, against the Mountaineers. The Mountaineers were hungry. Mm. They needed that win. They knew that if they got that win, they'd be in. They'd be in. Yeah. That that time of year, everybody's gunning for us. I think we'll see that on Tuesday too. With Texas I agree. Tech. But uh, yeah, I mean, at this point in the season, you just glad to get away with a win and. That win plus Texas's loss to Baylor puts us in the driver's seat. I think, that's why I feel I good. Think that's what they call in the business controlling your own destiny, Kevin. Mm, officially, Don't you love to control your own destiny. We already kind of had for a share. Now we get to control our destiny for outright. For outright, yeah. That's 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 terrific. And it's a familiar place. It's a place we've been a number of times, obviously, over the course of the last 20 years, Andrew. But this year feels extra special to me just because of what we're seeing in this league and what the league's been and where we were and all the things that have gone into it. I think before the season, most people, you know, most you hear everyone say, who's who's going to win the Big 12? Well, Kansas. Like, it, the, most people just say Kansas, but like this year, I think most people would have taken the field versus Kansas. And yet here we are still, in, as you mentioned, in the driver's seat to at least, at least hopefully grab a share, if not outright for this thing. Feels good. Two games away. So what we're going to do here, we've got a little bit, uh, we're going to catch up on some West Virginia stuff. And then I've got five questions that's going to take us into the week uh, before we get into any of that. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to the first radio show that we put out there on Thursday. If you tuned in live on Sports Radio 810 WHB, that w- even, that's great. You can also listen again uh, back in this this podcast feed. I think we put that out late Thursday night. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot different doing it. Uh, it's just Kevin and I. Uh, so we're trying to figure out how to go to commercial, how to how to kick it to. to kick it to commercial and make sure we're on time because there's a very strict time limit uh, in terrestrial radio as opposed to when we just set up right now in in our respective offices. We can just just go as long as we want. So, Kevin, did you have a good time there on Thursday? I did. I thought we did pretty well for not really knowing what the hell we were doing. Well, we we at least know how to talk Jayhawks, and I think the rest we can just, you know, yeah, it's just pushing our, buttons. It's just buttons. Our, yeah, stumble our way through the rest. So uh, <laughs> I, thank you, everybody, for fun. listening. Uh, uh, Thursday, we're going to do another one. We'll have a little bit more information uh, in terms of the Big 12 race. Hopefully, we've got a definitive answer. Hopefully, mm. knock on wood. Maybe we'll talk about some uh, potential Big 12 awards. Maybe start looking at what, what the Big 12 tournament bracket's going to look like. I don't know. There's a ton of stuff we Lots. can talk about on Thursday. You're going to have to tune in to sports radio 
810 WHB. Uh, the other thing I wanted to get to, it's almost March, Kevin, which means it's almost Christmas <laughs> uh, for, for us college basketball folks. And we only ask for one thing. And we only do this one time a year because we're not greedy and we're not those like pestering podcast posts. But we do want you to go give us a five-star rating on iTunes and maybe leave a comment. That helps get our our name out there during March, which is really when we need to do this full court push, getting the Jayhawk brand out there. So yeah. go ahead and do that on iTunes. This is, a, well, this is like the only time of year we're ever going to ask. We're not going to be those types of folks. So just just give us give us our Christmas present. We're going to give you your Christmas present come March by just giving you a lot of content. Yeah, it takes like 10 seconds. But the, the comment is great. Please leave the comment. Tell us where you live. Tell us something. Tell us whatever. Five-star comment. That would be amazing. And subscribe if you don't already. Andrew. That's it. We're going to stop there. But let's, let's go back to this West Virginia game before I have my five quick questions for you, Kevin, going in. Okay. Here. This West Virginia game, we were both in the building. I was in my normal seats, enjoying myself. You know, I got my McAllister's iced tea, got my uh, little snacky snack. Uh, and, it, you know, it was a it was a hard-fought game, anxiety-inducing, because no team ever really pulled away. It was close the entire, entire game. Yes, it was. You were also in the building. You were also there, but you were not in your regular viewing spot, were you? No, I mean I bounce around anyway. I think I've sat almost everywhere in that building at one time or another, right? But and now one, you have sit sat everywhere. Say, one this new place. Your, the final piece of your of the puzzle. I have never sat in media row, although not not the not the good media row, not like the not like the courtside media row. Although I was just, I have said courtside. And this was uh, this was up in the corner media row, so like caddy corner to the. From the band up there in that corner, what what corner is that? Thirteen A, section thirteen, somewhere in there. Uh, yeah, I I took the eight ten uh, credential pass, and and no one was using it, and I was like, shit, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go cover the game. And what did I do to did you cover? What, it? what, what did I do to cover it. the game? You're Let me tell you what I did for us now. That's, that's, that's right. what you're doing. You're covering right. for us now, and for I will them. on Thursday, right for sure. our show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. right. There's something there. Uh, here's what I did to cover the show, Andrew. I got there early enough that I got to go through the through the band entrance, like the media Ooh. and the band entrance. Yeah, I'd never All done right. that. So that was a new one. Uh, got in there before, like the students were already in there for the most part, but got in there before GA. And I didn't, I just mostly just walked around because I just felt like walking around and uh, made my way to the media room. Which there is a media room. If you're curious where it is, it's right across from the tunnel where the uh, players come out and it's a very nondescript room with a nice man who sits outside and checks to see if you have a media pass inside the media room is the spot where Bill self does his post game, you know, interview press conference thing. They've got the, you know, the, the KU back backdrop and what is it? Central national bank or whoever, whoever's covered, you know, the, the sponsor of that, uh, uh, one of the first, one of the banks. And then, uh, you know, that, that part's very nice and, you know, cool. And then the rest of it's like, all right, media, you're kind of shoved over here. And they, it's, they've got food though. And they got drinks and, uh, in a TV. And I sat there and watched the end of that crazy Iowa game. So I, mm-hmm. I was glad I got there earlier. Cause that, that was a hell of a finish. And then, uh, then I left there, you know, made my way up to the seats, which were 
weird. You know, those used to be seats, and then they kind of carved out some for the media. And it was uh, it, it's basically you have just like a, a table, and then just you know the the bleachers are still there. Like the bleachers didn't move; they just put a table over the top, and then they cut out every other row. So you got room to plug in your computers and your laptops and speaker equipment and headphones and people grinding away up there. Uh, I brought my iPad and watched the end of the Texas Baylor game while I uh, got ready to watch the KU game. So that, that was my, that was my covering the game. Did you type out a tight gamer? I did type a type. I I did a lot of tight gamer tweets about betting mostly. Okay. (laughs) So normal game day stuff. Normal game day stuff. If you ever do this again, you should get the reputation of being the guy who shows up early and watches fast and furious movies on his iPad <laughs> before the game starts. And they're like, who is that guy who just shows up and watches? He's watching fast five again. So <laughs> what he watched last week. Like that's, that should be your reputation. That's the stick. Yeah. There yeah. were some people watching a lot of the like one guy next to me was watching hockey the whole time. Oh, I don't know. He's into hockey, I guess. Uh, yeah, there were some, there were, there were some personalities in the in the KU media world. Let's just say, and the West Virginia folks too. So there were some West Virginia folks there, okay. and and they were actually pretty cool. I talked to a couple of those guys, but uh, anyway, yeah, it, it was it was different. And I'll say, up until the point when the game started, you know, just kind of whatever. You're sitting there watching pregame warmups. You're tweeting about God knows what, which is normally what I do before a game. Where it got weird though is when the game, actually, right before the game, right. The flags come out of the concourse. You see the first ball start to bounce, right? And here comes the team. Strike up the band, right? I'm a Jayhawk is on its way. And what do you do when that happens, Andrew? First of all, you cheer and you clap. Clap. You do the clap. Right. And reflexively, I'm just hardwired into my system. Like I, you start like I just time to clap, and I kind of look around like no one else is clapping. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess guess I won't clap. I guess I'm the I'm the asshole clapping. Uh, because in the media, apparently, you're not supposed to clap. Uh, which I kind of knew, but you know, kind of looked around. I was trying to, I was trying to not. Oh, you be, knew, kind of, but like you forget, like. I even had like told myself, all right, hey, just play cool. Like, play cool. Like, you should have just asshole. gotten yourself thrown out of that because well, anyone's going to say, you should have just went for it because like, this is probably the one time you're going to do it. Just make it worth it. Just like, hey, I did it once. I got thrown out. It wasn't for me. <laughs> Couldn't handle it. Couldn't the problem is they it. wouldn't actually throw you out. It would just be snarky. Other media people be like, who's the asshole up here is like cheering for KU the whole time. Yeah. Like, I'm okay with you getting that reputation. That's true. Like, that's not a bad thing to be. Uh, but yeah, it was like, whatever. First time I wasn't trying to get thrown out. But the thing that was, was weird though, is every time there was a big play, like a dunk, a steal and a three, you know, Grady hits that three off of that, that progression that was huge. Like everyone in the place immediately rises to their feet, right? Going just berserk bananas. And I'm, I just, I, what I, what I found myself doing was like, Oh, <laughs> like not a clap, not like a, not like a, a big cheer. Just a, Whoa. Hey. Like little things like that. Because I felt like I could get away with that. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Yeah. Anyway, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I still think you should have gotten thrown out. 
you shouldn't have went for it. You shouldn't have held yourself back. Like you got to be who you are. It was, it took it away from you. It was kind of uncomfortable to be honest. Honestly, what it felt like you, it was, it was like you were there, but you weren't really there because you had an iPad in front of you and like a table. So it was like a coffee table. It's like almost like you're at home because you know, but, but because you can't cheer. So it's like weird. It was, it was anyway, whatever. Uh, my, my, did it if once. you're gonna be an Allen House, if you're gonna be an Allen House, you need to be a little bit uncomfortable. Like you need to be packed in a little bit. You need to be like negotiating <laughs> position on the on the bench, like because that's 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 the whole full experience. It was comfy. See, it was comfy. All right. Yeah. Anyway, well, there uh, you go. I did it once. Cool. It was it was fun to be in the building. It whatever, was fun. Whatever whatever way you accomplished getting in the door, uh, but uh, we are going into this the last week of the Big Twelve, Kevin. Last week of the regular season, we've got TCU Senior Night on Tuesday, and then we go to Austin on Saturday for what could be a huge game or what could be a, hopefully, maybe we rest guys that game. Who knows what, what happens? Whoa. But but I've got five questions that I want to throw out here before we go into this last week of the Big 12. Let's just go at them one by one. Number one, do you buy into anything regarding what, I think Bill Self called a humbling win. And that is a win where you got exposed. You didn't look very good. It exposed what you needed to fix, but you still got the win. We've talked about this a little bit before, but do you believe in a humbling win? Uh, This time of year, why not? Uh, You know, Kansas has gone on, what is it now? A six game winning streak. Is that right? Six games ever since Iowa State. One, two, three, four, five. That was the sixth win in a row. And some of those, you know, they had won one game by 23 points, 11 points, 16 points. I mean, that TCU game on the road was ugly, but they'd won pretty handedly. And, you know, maybe it was time to just get, get tested a little bit. Bill Self, you know, he's he's really good at getting his word across, but sometimes you start feeling yourself a little bit, you know, and it's probably good to get a little bit of a, a, a dose of reality. I, I don't think this was a trap game. I don't think it was a, they weren't up for it game. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think because so much on the line and, and backing out in field house and all those things. But uh, it's a good example of you get everyone's best shot. And it's also a good reminder of what, and he saw, he talked about this in the post game, what like a, a second round matchup would feel like, like an eight, nine matchup. And you play like that. I think he said, you play like that in the eight, nine matchup, we're going home. And that's something, you know, it's probably good to have that, especially with a, with a win. It feels even better. Good to have that reminder. I'll buy it. I'm buying it. Yeah, what about you? I think so too. I mean, at the end, we're, we're still trying to learn. We're trying to get to our, our best position before March because once you get to March, like there's not really any learning you can do. There's not much like different sets you can put in, different things. Like it's all kind of got to be ready to go uh, motivationally, mentally, and uh, physically, you know, putting the game plan together. And I think if you, when you get a loss, no matter what time in the season, it, it makes it easier on the coaching staff to get the buy-in from the players to to make changes and to buy into those changes. Whereas if you're winning, like, you know, there's something in the back of your head that's going to say, you know, it's, it's working though. 
you know, whatever we are doing is working. But when you have a humbling win, like it was obvious yesterday that we didn't have it. Like there was, we just didn't have it. I mean, West Virginia was playing lights out both sides of the ball. Weird calls, but whatever. Uh, they were playing lights out, and we could have very easily lost that game. They're they're a fully executed play in the last possession away from winning that basketball game. Yeah, and so I think that no one walked out of that game back into the locker room. Nobody was probably dancing. Nobody was probably throwing water on each other. Nobody was probably doing those big rah-rah things in the locker room that we've seen in the past. I think this was needed. And to get that W beside it makes it even better. So I, I think that I do agree. This is a humbling win that we can maybe re-up that motivation, re-up uh, how we're going to tackle March. Because March is uh, on Wednesday, Kevin. It's coming Hey, up. I don't know what your other four questions are here, but are any of them about Jalen Wilson? Um, they could be. Because if not, I want to talk questions. about it now. Okay, let's talk about Jalen Wilson. Jalen Wilson, uh, in regards to how he played you. on 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 against West Virginia, not great. It, it relates to your question because I think the humbling thing that he was talking about, c- coupled with some of his other responses, I think he was talking about Jalen. Yep. And like he talked about in the post game, I'm sure people saw this or caught this, but he said something like Jalen Wilson has been trying to score off of himself and not off of the team. And that quote might not be quite right, but that's pretty much what he said. And that, and then he kind of followed it up with like a, Oh, by the way, we're not very good at one-on-one scoring on our team. And we're we're not going to take you one-on-one. And his point was like, if you're within the offense and you're one-on-one, like that's good because we've created an advantage somewhere along the line. We've got a screen set. We've got a rub. We've got something where you are getting going downhill or you've got a clear out or you've got something happening, but not the ball hasn't moved well enough. So I'm just going to take it and go. He's, he's very clear that our team doesn't have a lot of those guys. And he did that right in the exact context of immediately following the comment about Jalen Wilson point being Andrew. I think he was using this just as much as anything to get Jalen to screw his head on. Right. The last two games haven't been great. Last few games haven't been great. I mean, he's probably, you can, I think he's still probably a first team all American lock, but he's certainly out of the conversation. I think over the past, two weeks probably on, on player of the year. Not that he was you know right there, but he was close. He was in the conversation. And I think we need him to be really good. We need him to be what he was before to, to go where we want to go. And yeah, I think, I think Bill was talking humbling just as much for him. I think you're right. There, there, there's a lot of things in that game yesterday where it, he wasn't doing the things we saw earlier in the year or, or he was, West Virginia had noticed what he was doing earlier in the year, took it away. He did it anyway. Like he wasn't able to adjust out of that. Uh, and, and that leads me to the next question, Kevin, and this is maybe, you know, partly you've already answered it, but the, the question is this, this team will go as far as blank will take them. Oh, this is good. Uh, boy, you could go, you could go so many answers here is the crazy right? part. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to throw this out there. Mike Vernon's uh, hearings newsletter 
said a anonymous NBA scout essentially said this team will go as far as Kevin McCuller will take them. Interesting. So uh, he said that you kind of really the defensive engine that drives, you know, offensively doing a lot of good things. If he's sneaking in and getting baskets, uh, this team uh, can do a lot of things. So uh, yeah, I, man. I'm going to say my answer is, is Dwan Harris. Yeah. I think that's and, where I was and, leaning to. And we'll, and we'll get to the, the, the elephant in the room uh, regarding Dwan Harris in a little bit, but uh, you know, those are absolutely bonkers statistics that come out that, you know, we've, we won every game this year. We scored at least four. Is that right? I think, I think that's, that's right. right. Yep. In his career, we've won every game that he scored in double digits. Yeah. Uh, and I think he qualifies now as, is he taking enough shots to qualify for being on the list for most, uh, for, for three point percentage of the big 12. And I think second, he's shooting 42% from three. Is that right? Uh, I didn't see that. can score. He's so fast. He can score driving to the basket, but he's also got a pretty decent three point shot. If he just had a little confidence, he's got literally confidence oozing out of his pores on every other part of his game. And that includes rebounding, and that is that includes defensively, includes getting steals, getting passing lanes. And even if he gets mismatched and put on a big guy, that dude can can, can ball up. Like he saw him take a charge against West Virginia. Like that's how he plays. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh and uh so I think it's Dwan Harris. He's got to be a force offensively. I think he's got to be, you know, a guy who we've got to look to to score at least 10 points a game for us to go deep in the tournament. But anyway. Your thoughts on this team will go as far as blank will take them. Maybe it's Dwan for you too. It, you know, that's where I was headed uh, for all the reasons you said, but also I think it seems like the games where he, I mean, obviously the record shows what it is, but when he, I mean, he was in the zone yesterday. Like he was feeling everything. I mean, defensively, even early, especially he was just, just, just stealing balls like six different ways. One was like a, a tap from behind. One was like a swipe up. One was like a reach from the side. One was an interception. Like he was feeling it. And then I had the angle, Andrew, because of where I was sitting, uh, that when he was bringing the ball up the court, you could just see, he's like, all right, I'm just going to take this. Like these guys are just, they're not going to, if they're not going to guard me, I'm just going to take it. And he just like aggressive. He was creating, um, uh, the, I mean, it was, I think I tweeted like he's in the zone. Like he was, he was in the zone and when he's in the zone, we are so much better. We are just so much better. And that means both sides of the ball. And that's why I'm willing to say that he's the one I, I could accept an argument from a Kohler. I could accept an argument for KJ. I could accept an argument, obviously for Grady or Jay will, but I, I'm going to go with him too, because he is one who can do it on both sides of the ball in a way that can impact the game on the entire game. He won't, I'm not sure Jalen is going to impact the game, the entire game, every possession. I'm not sure Grady's going to impact the game, the entire game, every possession. Juan can, he can. And that's, that's something that, you know, if, if he's able to do that for 37 minutes in a tournament game and he's feeling it, I like our chances. All right. It's coming to the third question. This is the elephant in the room. I think now we are officially on ankle watch 2023. Was it foot or foot watch 2020? I I don't know. 
I think the consensus was he rolled the ankle, but but there maybe there's a foot thing too. Um, I don't think that there's been anything that's come out today. We're recording this Sunday evening, uh, but I think people are going to be glued to their Twitter bots, Twitter machines, KUSports.com, any kind of update that is possible uh, to determine the health of that foot or ankle from Dewan Harris, because I think our future rests on that ankle. Any, any updates on your end? Have you heard anything? Uh, self said they fell on his foot. <laughs> That's what I got. Quote. Okay. They fell on his foot. He was interviewed post game by David Lawrence on the uh, radio there. And he said something like, what did he say? I'm going to get some treatment. I can't wait to uh, get out there and play hard for the seniors. So when he said something okay. like that, I was like, all right, I feel a lot better now. Cause I didn't feel, Yeah, good. but that's like before an x-ray comes back or before or like an MRI comes back. Assuming he got any of that stuff. Self uh, also said, I, we'll probably give him a couple days off and hope he's able to go on Tuesday. And I, I think he also said that he would have been able to play in an overtime. That would have gone. That Juan said that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that tells me something. But I'll tell you, this, this is all positive stuff we're hearing right now. I'll tell you, in the moment, in the building, it didn't look good. Yeah. And then I heard later on, when they showed the replay a hundred times, also didn't look good. So I don't know. I mean, we've seen injuries to a lot of people, including Kevin McCullough. It seems like every game that looked pretty bad. Uh, and then they've been fine in the next game. Uh, so let's hope this is not like a Patrick Mahomes situation in the playoffs where we're really just counting on, uh, you know, incredible treatment to to really uh, salvage our hopes to go go through the postseason. But I think I'm optimistic, but I, I really want to see some clarification come out. Uh, and, I, and I hope we're not waiting until, you know, they go out there to uh, shoot, shoot warm ups on Tuesday to figure out what's going on with with Harris. Yeah. I know we need him. I know that because the end of that game when he was not in there, woo, woo, that was a, that was ugly. We need that boy in that game. I know that for sure. He's really the engine of of, of the team. Like he, he really makes everything work. Especially back to this, especially at the end. I want to go back to this. Like that, that was such a great game from him on Saturday. I mean, he, I think he's credited with six steals. He had more. He caused more than that. He caused more. Yeah. He caused so much havoc. Uh, You know, six steals is a lot for one game. That's a lot for one game. But to actually probably be more closer to eight in terms of what he should have been been uh, counted for uh, and just everything he did offensively, he was kind of all we had for a little while. Uh, And so if he's out any any period of time, uh, it's it's going to be rough. And so that leads me to my fourth question, Kevin. Do you rest one if it allows or if it means allowing Texas to get a share of the title? Let's say we win against Texas Tech. That's a big assumption. We, we're going to talk about Texas Tech next. Big assumption uh, to, to beat the Red Raiders. But do you rest them against Texas? It gives them a full week to, to get rested up. But that potentially opens the door for Texas getting a share come Saturday. I don't think so unless there is a medical reason to do it. Like if there's everybody's banged up a little bit right now, 
he had a bum ankle before this. Uh, he and McCullough both, right? So, I I mean, I think Bill will obviously want to play him. I think his intuition is to play everybody that will play. He doesn't want to share a title. Um, and if if there's a medical reason to benefit him, then then I, I guess I will go along with that. And, and I, I think knowing Bill, though, like it better be a good medical reason. And I, 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 it'll be one of those things. It'll probably be pain tolerance. It'll probably be wrapped. It'll probably be all that stuff. And maybe he tries to light him up a little, lighten him up a little bit. I think Bill said that Bobby and, and Joe were both had like the flu this on Saturday too. So they weren't playing much anyway, or planning to play much anyway. Like he wasn't even sure if they were going to go at all. Uh, so, you know, hopefully they're back and feeling good. So we'll see, but I would, I would guess. No, I think he plays play him. I think you play him. No share. All Plus right. You got, a ni- you got a nice break after that anyway. Yeah. Let's go. Longest to break Tech. of the season. Texas tech. This is a different look. Red Raider team than what we saw in Lubbock because they got their big man back. His name's Amac. Mm. He's, he's good. Six eleven. Previous four games scored 12, 14, 19, 19 in his five last five games for the Red Raiders. They're four and one. And their only loss was Saturday by one to TCU. And I think most importantly, and we mentioned it at the top of the show, the Red Raiders are hungry, just like West Virginia. And if they win, they're probably in. They may, probably. may need a little help. They may need to do a little extra. But if they win, they're probably in. They know that. We need to know that. It's going to be just as difficult. They may be maybe even better. If we play like we did on Saturday, I think the Red Raiders beat us. I think so, too. And uh, did you watch any of that TCU game? That, uh, that uh, you tech- know, I was, I was on my way to Lawrence, uh, but I, I had a little bit before the game, before the game started, uh, and the Red Raiders came back. It was it. a great game. It was the best yeah. game of the week, uh, or at least the of the on the Big 12 slate, that I uh, I stopped at set them up jacks on the way in town. Have you been to set them up jacks? Of course I've been to set them up jacks. It's the uh, Johnson County special. It's on, on the way <laughs> and on the way out. Right on, right on the way. And uh, I needed a beer before I went over there. And Sat down and started watching me some tech TCU because it was a close one that Iowa State game was on too. So I had both of them going. And that was a hell of a game. They both played awesome. Like TCU and tech were just were both good. Uh and and I think, man, I, I I'm a little like just slightly nervous about this game because be. I think Texas Tech is good, man. What they've won four or five, they should have beat TCU. I mean, they, there's a there's a world where they're coming in with a five game winning streak, not too dissimilar to KU, two hottest teams in the Big Twelve. I mean, that's with with one of them really needing a win to probably just solidify their way. That's a that's a scary proposition. Now they're they're pretty much there, so you could argue, you could at least make an argument they are one of the hottest teams you know around and. Uh, and yeah, I'm I'm nervous. I'm I'm a little nervous. Yeah, this team started 0 and 8 in the Big 12. Wow, isn't that crazy to think they are now 5 and 11 with a shot, outside shot to get into the tournament, and they're going to be gunning for us. And so this that this is not the 0 and 8 team to start the Big 12. This is a a, a 
NCAA tournament worthy team that's coming into Allen Fieldhouse on senior night, Kevin. And we haven't lost a senior night game since the Revolutionary War. <laughs> Let's not let it happen on Tuesday. Oh my night. gosh. We got to win that game. Got to win that I game. I think it's the 80s, right? It's in the 80s since last time we lost a senior yeah, night game. Yeah. Yes. I, it's at least 88. It might be before that. I think it's before that. I think it goes, I think it's back into Ted Owens' era, potentially. Right. Keep talking. Ask the next question. I'll look it up. Well, that's my last question. Uh, I, now that takes us into this the senior night game. Bill Self did say that the two uh, speeches there will, will only be two speeches on on Tuesday night. So for you, those of you who are going to stick around the field house, you're not going to have to wait around that long. It's just going to be Jalen Wilson and Kevin McCullough. There are some other folks who sort of qualify because we've got like weird graduation COVID stuff, but uh, I think. The folks who aren't giving a speech are the folks who are eligible to return or more or more likely will return. So Jalen Wilson is a junior by, I guess, sports by his athletics, but he's a senior by academics. So he's going to graduate and he's going to turn pro. So he absolutely uh, needs to give a speech on on Tuesday. Kevin McCuller, this is his fourth year uh, in college basketball. So he's going to graduate and play in playing the NBA or, or attempt to play professionally next year. So those two will give speeches and I think we should, you know, stick around for them, hear what they have to say. And I know it's been a, it's been a wild four years with Jalen. Uh, and I hope we have a, another month and a half with him, but, but uh, Kevin is a, a newcomer and, and, you know, hopefully he's uh, a driving force of us going into March too. Uh have enjoyed having, getting to watch him play. I didn't really enjoy him watching watching him play for Texas Tech, but but here we are. He's great on this team. Kevin, what'd you find? I'm stalling. Oh no, you're doing great. Uh, I couldn't find it on the first page of Google, so I just tweeted it. And hopefully, someone answers before there we finish. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I have. Uh, wait, wait, uh, wait. What about Kevin McCuller and Senior Night playing Texas Tech? Oh, big time. He did not have a great game. No, he did not. Down there in love. They were Maybe they were giving him some. They were giving him the business too. He's got. He's maybe he's got something to prove. Yeah, that that's look for a big night. I I'm I'm gonna think a big night from Kevin McCullough is coming on Tuesday. I hope so. I I've kind of grown to really like him, man. Oh, I love Kevin McCullough. Yeah, I, it's, he's great on this team. He has started to he started to be better about shot selection too. I think in and the his shots are going in a couple of weeks, which helps a lot for me. The early shot selection didn't love, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm really liking, man. He, he, he just brings so much, uh, and the, he and Juan together, it's kind of like the little, uh, little bash brothers, man. They kind of, they just bring something different. We've, we've never just, it just feels weird to, to say it, but I still think that our best or the one thing we can sort of hang our hat on kind of thing is, is those two just creating havoc for their, against their two best guards. Like that, that's a weapon. That's kind of a secret weapon, but it's a, it's a weapon. It's real. Yeah. You put one on the best guard. You put Kevin on the best player, assuming it's not Zach Eady. And you go to work. That's it. That's a pretty hey, easy, pretty easy description. Like, and we really changed that up recently. I think that's going to be the calling card going forward. And it's, it's, it's worked out so far. 
Marcus sort of Garrett. on Saturday. I think uh, Stevenson from West Virginia kind of gave Kevin McCullough some some sweet chin music. Didn't it didn't <laughs> go perfect, but uh, that dude was on a mission on Saturday. Yeah, Marcus Garrett could guard Zach Eady. Kevin McCullough can too. <laughs> okay. Uh, someone said 1983. I don't know okay. if that's true. It's not not fact checking that. It's a long time. That's, that's the year I was born, Andrew. Uh, okay. Before we get out of here, do you got a prediction for? Yeah, I'm gonna say after all that, we're gonna go nine point win. Okay, that feels good. I got two votes for 1983, so we're gonna go with 83. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's gonna be another close game. I think it'll be single digits. And and KU and Allen Fieldhouse is already a four point favorite, no matter what, against a balanced team. So, I'm gonna say six points. Okay. Love you it. You feel uh, good. I'm feeling good. This is a great time of year, Kevin. This is so almost this is almost March. We're finishing up Big 12. We've got the Big 12 tournament next week. Next week. A week from Wednesday. This thing starts. I I just I cannot comprehend in my brain how crazy the Big 12 tournament could be. Oklahoma could win. <laughs> it's just so crazy. Right. Like it wouldn't surprise me if Texas Tech won. Right. Texas Tech has what it takes to go win the Big 12 tournament. If we don't win, and I hope we do, I hope it's something absolutely outrageous. Just stupid, just real dumb. Just yeah, outrageous. totally. Yeah, totally agree. It, it, well, it's really, if we don't win, I hope Texas Tech or West Virginia or uh, or uh, uh, Oklahoma wins. I think yeah. West Virginia will be. Okay. Wouldn't that be bonkers? That'd be bonkers. <laughs> That'd be so crazy. I I hope I hope like hell Kansas wins, but. If it's not them, I've decided I just hope it's Oklahoma. Just, just yeah. let Oklahoma in. Because I hope it's Oklahoma versus Texas Tech in the finals. Both get into the tournament. <laughs> get all get 10 in. teams in. All 10 teams. Give it to me. I want mayhem. All right, Andrew. What do you say we get out of here, man? Let's let's save some more material for the radio show, which, of course, we will have on this podcast feed, too. But call call in, listen in, text in. We're going to have a we're going to have a fun show on Thursday. By the way, I've had now five votes for 1983. So we're going to go with 83 as a crowdsourced consensus answer. Uh, Hopefully, Andrew, we don't do something stupid that we haven't done in 40 years on Tuesday night. But you and I are both going to be there, right? I'll be there. I'll be there, too. Bring your your roses thrown down for the seniors. And uh, we look forward to a show on Thursday talking all about it, hopefully recapping a share of a Big 12 tournament or Big 12 title, Andrew. Just bring that trophy out for the speeches. That's all I just, want. Are they just gonna do one? That's a good question. I don't know. I think I think it's just one. You can't do you, I don't think you can start the whole table of, of trophies thing if you don't have a streak. Well, you've got it. This will be two. Uh-huh. Okay. This will be this will be two trophies. That's called a winning streak. That's right. <laughs> All right, Andrew, let's get out of here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Hit that uh, subscribe button. Give us a little comment, a five-star rating on, on iTunes. Helps us out a lot. You can do it on Spotify, too. That's a thing. We appreciate you very much. We'll catch you on Thursday. And until then, rock jocks.
This for my J Hope fans, for my J Hope. This for my J Hope fans, for my J Hope. And if you love it, then I love it, cause we hope, baby. I tried to tell them. Every time we on the court, I tried to tell them that we never coming up short. I tried to tell them that we came here to get the win. I tried to tell them that, that they should never let us in. They say that we the best, but I say we the greatest. That's why they try to knock us down and always seem to hate us. That's why they talk about us. They know they can never fade us. It's tradition and that Kansas pride that has truly made us. They know just how we feel. They know at Allen Field that we gonna keep it real shout out the bill this for them fans that waited off in them long lines camped out before the games and they stayed a long time every dollar that we spend just to watch our team win on a jayhawk shirt or a new clean bins with a sticker on the back with the k and the u uh-huh yeah baby that'll make you say ooh we at the top of the top just like we should be started from the bottom thanks to what james could see Dr. Naismith made a game for man, changed lives for the players, and did the same this for, for the fans. This for my J-Hope fans, for my J-Hope. This for my J-Hope fans, for my J-Hope. This for my J-Hope fans, for my J-Hope. And if you love it, then I love it, cause we hope for my J-Hope fans, for my J-Hope. This for my J-Hope fans, for my J-Hope. This for my J-Hope fans, for my j that we've been cheering everything that we've been hearing all them spreads that we've been clearing never been no team we fearing and look how bill got us fearing all them tournaments appearing with no team that's interfering nine times get the cheering with them banners held high and the crowd going wild night before the final four you can't even sleep now yeah we at the peak now we can't even leap down march madness man we've been waiting weeks now if you a Hawks fan, go ahead and hold them ones high. Shout out to the boosters showing love in the alumni. I'm speaking for the fans, even though I'm just one guy. We appreciate the love, love won't run dry. Imagine the state of Kansas with no Jayhawks. That's like having no streets, but trying to jaywalk. They see us as support, and we see them on the court. So we keep it loud and do our best so we don't come up short. We win together, and we lose together. But win or lose, we still booze together. Struggles in my life will change me as a man. But one thing that'll never change, I'll be a Jayhawk fan. I ain't even got to really say it. This one for the fans, that's why I made it. March Madness, here we can't be faded. Rock Chuck J. Hawk in your faces. I ain't even gotta really say it. This one for the fans, that's why I made it. March Madness, here we can't be faded. Rock Chuck J. Hawk in your faces. This for my J. Hawk fans, for my J. Hawk. This for my J. Hawk fans, for my J. Hawk. This for my J. Hawk fans, for my J. Hawk. And if you love it, then I love it, cause we hope this for my J Hope fans, for my J Hope. This for my J Hope fans, for my J Hope fans, for my J Hope fans, for my J Hope. And if you love it, then I love it, cause we hope.